and welcome to Align Don't Hustle, bringing you inspiration for alignment and abundance in your life and business. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we live, work and play. We encourage everyone to learn about and celebrate the rich and diverse First Nations cultures. I'm Matilda, co-founder of Myoni. And at Myoni, we want to improve how people feel about periods and flow with the four phases of their menstrual cycle. We're also huge advocates for identifying flow in other areas of our lives, using our passions to help guide the way we build our lives and businesses. That's why we created Align Don't Hustle. In this podcast, we share the stories and learnings of people creating a life they love. We found that while building Myoni, when we stopped pushing the proverbial uphill and stopped hustling for the sake of it, we were able to step back, make better decisions, listen to our gut, align with our heart, womb, whole being, and our menstrual cycles. To learn more about Myoni and sign up to our email, visit myoni.love. Now, on with the show. In this episode, we chat to Leanne Butterworth. She is the founder of Lose Your Mind, which is a social enterprise that offers empathy training and resources. We talk about the journey that led her to create the business, from breaking the stigma around postnatal depression to teaching communication and empathy skills with the help of virtual reality to create better outcomes for workplaces, schools, and beyond. so much for joining us Leanne <laughs> it's awesome to be able to chat to you um we would love to know a little bit about you and a little bit more about your background and the kinds of work that you're doing at the moment um okay so my name's Leanne Butterworth and my background is applied science non-profit philanthropy so I've always been in that sort of health and helping people space um at the moment, I found myself with an online course business all about empathy. Awesome. And the way that I've <laughs> come to that is I keep seeing non-empathetic people, people who have no clues how to say, hey, how are you, in a way that makes people feel heard and valued and visible and all that sort of stuff. And I was using virtual reality to give people a really in-depth experience as to what it's like to have a severe mental illness and then make them talk about it and have them go uh, 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 i don't have the words i feel judged i just want to feel heard now that had its place but when COVID hit what i realized was a lot of people didn't even realize what feelings were they didn't even realize that they were allowed to have emotions at work. And so I took everything that I'd learned um, running these uh, virtual reality, uh, I guess, advanced empathy workshops and put them into online courses. And that sort of opened up this world of uh, online learning and courses and course building and funnels and that whole world. Um, but the the... The moment I even got to go, oh, this is a thing, is with some of the feedback that I've gotten sure. with people who've gone, I did the workshop, like the advanced workshop. I took this to Iowa last year and we ran 18 workshops in 10 days uh, across Iowa 
And it was psychs and CEOs and paramedics and fireys and police all doing these advanced empathy workshops of what's your response and how do you make people feel heard, especially in a, um, an acute, you've got somebody having a psychotic episode in front of you. Yeah, right. Um, and some of the feedback that I got was life-changing for these people. So they'd say things like, oh, one of the, uh, I mean, I've got a quote where one girl says, one of her co-workers was really struggling with her mental health, said she wanted to end her life. And instead of just rushing her to the ER, she sat with her and worked out what she needed. And then when she was ready, they cried and they hugged and they found some services together. So she didn't overreact. She didn't go into red alert. So lots of stories like that coming where people just have more empathy, but they have more ability to communicate it in a way that makes the other pe person feel heard and valued and visible. And so that's what it is that I've distilled down into these online courses. So, yeah. I think that's super valuable. You're right in terms of um, people not necessarily having the tools to be able to deal with that. So they might, yeah, I think, and obviously COVID's brought a whole heap of emotions and a whole heap of new circumstances to people that we've had to suddenly deal with. Um, that's really special to be able to, to distill that and give that to a broader range of people, that skill set. Um, yeah. And we try to make it really simple and fun as well. So we try to get people to get out of their own way. I mean, you think about if somebody tells you something vulnerable or a little bit uncomfortable, a lot of people go, I yeah. don't know what to do with that. So I'm going to say nothing or I'm going to give advice or I'm going to show, show them how smart I am. I'm going to be helpful. And we're like, no, it's not about you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so use some really fun tools to go, okay, when it is your turn to speak, this is what to say. This is how to frame it. This is, your go-to so that you don't go into automatic like dick mode, which is, <laughs> oh, you know you, what you should just do. You should just talk to HR or if it worked for me, it'll work for anybody. You're like, mm -mm. Yeah. not what they need. No. <laughs> and that can often be that like quick response. Um, you know, you're not even thinking you come out with something. You just want to say something in that, in that situation. But yeah, oh, to take a step back, oh, that's, that takes a lot of restraint sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And also when we, when we show people what the impact of getting it wrong is. Sure. So when you make someone feel dismissed, I actually get people to delve into that and go, if you make someone feel dismissed, what are the implications of that? Well, they're probably not telling you anything ever again. They're not going to tell, potentially tell anybody because you don't sort of go cherry picking. I wonder if they'll listen to my problem. I wonder if they'll listen to my problem. So potentially it can be life and death. So yeah. if you're not listening to somebody with your heart and making them feel heard and inadvertently, accidentally making them feel dismissed, if somebody's really struggling, that can be fatal. So it's how to get out of your own way how to get rid of the fear, the adrenaline rush, that fight or flight, how to get rid of all of that and be okay just listening to somebody. Because I think as well, I mean, I use the word empathy a lot and a lot of people think that empathy is, I have to know what they're going through. I have to have experienced that. I have to put myself in their shoes. And you're like, yes and no. Yes, that's tr 
crew in a sense of putting yourself in their shoes, but if at the very least in their shoes means wanting to feel heard, you don't have to have gone through a divorce. You don't have to have had COVID. You don't have to have had all those things. You don't need to jump down the well with them. That's not empathy. Nice. So it's, it's, I guess, taking that fear away from empathy because people go, oh, I can't take on any more. I don't understand it. I don't have the needs. My bucket is full. You're like, I'm not asking you to carry it. Mm. I'm asking you to understand that the... Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking you to make that person feel heard. Yeah. Because that's what they feel. That's what they need. And that doesn't matter if their dog just died or they've just been diagnosed with something, or they're just having a crap day. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, obviously we're talking a lot about some extreme examples or quite um, emotionally high examples, but there would be everyday ones about whether it's talking to your friend or your partner or your children or holding Mm -hmm. space for a conversation. Um, It can be hard to do that in our everyday life sometimes. We get sort of caught up in going quickly and running to the next yeah. but I think yeah. yeah it's really valuable to be able to do that and especially people who I mean as much as I love mental health literacy and mental health first aid and all that sort of stuff is their head then goes into that mode of going okay what could be wrong sure and you're going that's not your job your job is to listen first and it's that millisecond between somebody telling you something and what your response is that millisecond where you've got a chance to listen, make them feel heard, make them feel connected, make them feel safe, and then use language like, hey, let's, instead of, well, you should. You should just go for a walk. You should just have a drink. It's not what anybody needs. So I keep sort of flipping the script and going, well, what is it that you need? Yeah. Did you want to be told? Well, you should just stop smoking you should just lose some weight (laughs) yeah Yeah. how effective is that Mm. (laughs) so it's that yeah i mean i've just created a quiz (laughs) and it's called are you an unintentional asshole (laughs) i love it (laughs) (laughs) so it's go through the quiz and at the end your intentions might be right but your delivery could use some some work nice (laughs) are you an unintentional It'll go a lot, go over quite nicely, I think, in our Australian culture. <laughs> we'll can deal with that. Yeah. I'd love but, to understand too a little bit more. You mentioned VR, so using VR mm-hmm. to um, explain these things or to put people in situations. How did you come across that? How would how did you start doing that? Because I think that's quite unique. Yeah, so that one's a bit of a roundabout story. So I was working with a um, a non-profit a small nonprofit and it was kind of a throwaway line of we need to do something for world mental health day. And this is back in 2016. And I said, okay, well, you've done stuff in boxes, like given people experiences before, let's do that. And then the more I played with it, the smaller the box got. Yeah. So to the point where in this VR experience, you're sitting in a classroom listening to a teacher give a talk And on top of that, I put a heap of distractions, sight, sound, touch, smell. They're not very nice. It's pretty unpleasant, but it's three and a half minutes. And at the end, I say, what was the talk about? 
and everybody goes, uh, 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 no idea. You go, but she said it like 15 times. She said the name of the talk 15 times. So we, we talk about the impact that stress has on memory. Wow. And then I say to people, what I want you to do is tell the person next to you what that was, like what you just experienced. And they all go, uh, uh, I don't have the words. I felt judged. I said, but they won't say anything. Yeah, but I thought that they might think that I'm crazy. Okay. What did you want to do after it? After you took the VR off, they all go, oh, I just want to hide away. I want, I, I, do you want to be yelled at? No, I just want to drink. I want to calm my nerves. Okay. Everybody wants to feel heard. Everybody wants to calm their nerves after trauma. Everybody has stress impact their short-term memory. You put that now into a work situation. You've got someone who's highly stressed, maybe making mistakes, who's highly stressed, wants to drink to, in order to calm their nerves and who just wants to feel heard. And I had to take you to an extreme for you to realize that. But what we did was I then created a workshop around it. And the more I've done this workshop, the more I've gone, you know what, there's a piece missing. Sure. And it's that basic false beliefs about emotions. What even is empathy? But I went back to uni in 2018. I did a grad cert in nonprofit and philanthropy at QUT. And I used this project as my social enterprise project. And they talk a lot about your why in the social yeah. enterprise. Yep. <laughs> What's your why? Uh, you guys have heard that. It's all at the centre, Simon Sinek, blah, blah, Yes. <laughs> and we had, we had a lecture about what is your why. And my lecturer just kept pushing me, just going, but why do you care? Why do you care? Why do you care? And I was almost in tears going, well, I had postnatal depression and nobody knew how to listen to me and it sucked. And feeling dismissed is awful. And I don't want anyone else to feel like that. And the whole class is like, Whoa. <laughs> But that's what it came down to. So then once I, once I realized that that, and I didn't realize it up until this point that that was why I was, that's why I cared oh. so much. Yeah. And then when we were doing these workshops in Iowa, I started telling my story and going, oh, hang on. My story has power. Mm. What I went through has power. I'm allowed to tell my story. I don't have to feel self-stigma about my story because what I went through is common and valid. And because my postnatal depression wasn't diagnosed till my second kid was three. Yeah. So I had it for like four, four and a half years. But everybody around me is like, oh, you'll be fine. The days are long. The gears are short. Like, <laughs> we all get through it. It sucks for everyone. Just have a drink. Like, just take time for yourself. You should just go for a walk. Like, medication comes in two varieties, red and white. And I was just struggling because mine also came out as postnatal pissed off, which is that just raging. And I was going to either hurt Zara or hurt myself. And the more I thought about it, I went, you know what, if I actually had hurt either of us, I wouldn't have gotten any empathy whatsoever. I would have made the news and people would have gone, how could a mother do that? I'm like, I know how a mother can do that. I stood on that line. Mm. So that's that, that piece of me going, no, 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 there's a limit, there's an understanding, there's a language around, not only if you think someone's struggling, but how to make someone feel heard, valued, and visible 
in daily life because it'll strengthen your relationships. And if you take that a step further, it'll strengthen your business. So when we talk to businesses, we go, you make your colleagues, your staff, heard, valued, visible, your clients, your customers. So when we talk to leaders, we go, oh, well, I am empathetic. They not. Because you can do all the yoga and have the EAP and do the legislation training and have all the things. But if at the end of the day, you don't believe people deserve to be heard, valued and visible and they don't believe it and they're not supported and there's not a culture of kindness, it doesn't work. It all falls down. Like you should just talk to HR. You should just have a drink doesn't help anybody. So that's sort of all the pieces, as much as we would start talking about VR. The VR is a catalyst for self-discovery. Absolutely. It's not about this is what they go through. It's no, not about other people. It's not going, wow, that's what these people deal with. And you're like, I hate that language. It's, oh, hang on. I want to feel heard how do I then use that knowledge to make other people feel heard, important, supported? And that's the, that's the stuff I'm trying to sort of pull together and using my experience of feeling dismissed, invisible, sick and sad, has that drive to go, no, 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 no. It's bigger than an EAP. It's bigger than yoga on a Friday. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm pulling a lot of stuff together there. <laughs> oh, it's a, amazing and amazing to hear your journey. So along, you know, there's always been that, that driver, uh, you know, around having postnatal depression and then being able to put that into something where you can then teach other yeah. people um, is amazing. Well done. What, a, what an amazing journey. <laughs> but I can also see some of the stuff, like when I'm designing this, because prior to becoming a mum and all that sort of stuff and that experience. I was that person who was project over people who followed the KPIs, emotions don't belong at work because that's what I was had culturally ingrained in me. Yeah. And the more I, the more I explore empathy, the more I go, oh, hang on, I got it wrong back then. And I can use that to go, okay, this is how you do it better. This is... And so what I've also done is I've got a podcast because everybody has a podcast now, <laughs> but, I go into, <laughs> but I go into different professions yeah. and I talk to a paramedic and go, where does empathy sit in paramedicine? Where does empathy sit in firefighting, nursing, police, musical theater? And I go, where does empathy sit? So, um, I've just released firefighters. I've got the one coming out this week is empathy and parents of kids with autism. Where does empathy sit in that? What is it you want us to know? What do you want the public to know so we can better empathize with you? And then we talk about sort of empathy and mental health. We've got, I've got empathy and TikTok coming out this week. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> um, empathy and entrepreneurship. Like, what is it? You, and so I always try to go, what is it you want the public to know? But also, what do you want 
other people to know. So empathy and engineers. What do you want other engineers to know about empathy and mental health so that they can do it better? Fantastic. And because there is an often in a lot of um, environments, a culture that has not been challenged. It just sits there as the, the normal way that, to do things. Absolutely. But it doesn't nurture uh, uh, those relationships at all and mm -hmm. to be able to shake that up a bit. And from talking to people, I think now's an, an opportune time as well. People with COVID have realised, hey, there is a, a different way of doing things, whether for better or worse, but we are doing things differently. Um, yeah. Workplaces are starting to look and feel very different. How do you move forward with a, a new paradigm of, of what relationships in workplaces in, in different spaces look like? Yeah. Um, and there are so many different relationships. I mean, when I did the one on empathy and sales, right. you've got relationships with clients, you've got managerial relationships, um, you've got relationships with colleagues. Um, I mean, you talk about firefighters, they've got relationships with families because they can and can't tell their family certain things, fly in, fly out, have different relationships. And it's where does empathy sit in in those relationships and what's the what's the damage of not having empathy in those relationships like what happens um yeah and it's it's really interesting some of the stuff that comes out i mean i want i've got one hopefully i want to do one on aged care because you're trying to be everything to everybody while still maintaining, because you want to be empathetic to people while still maintaining your own mm. mental health and integrity so that you can keep giving because you'll burn out otherwise. What do you um, think some of the takeaways that we can take into our everyday life? What are some of those things we can remember when we do hit those situations of, um, where empathy would be really useful? So I think... A lot of it, and most of the podcasts have come out, empathetic leadership, 100%. Mm -hmm. So with empathetic leadership comes better teams, better culture, better supported, better mental health. So it's a real top-down approach of treating people like they matter. Sure. Yep. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and some of it is really sad that it needs to be said. Um, but I think that's the first thing is the greater empathy in leadership, an organization, a company, a self has, the better your teams, the better your mental health, the better your productivity, the, you've got better absenteeism, presenteeism, like there's a whole lot of measures. But for individuals, I think, and if they are wanting to be empathetic, to me, it always starts with self-reflection. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, what do I believe about empathy? And then listen to your language. Listen to whether you tell people what they should be doing. Listen to how often you give advice. Listen to, or oh, you could do an empathy course. Yeah. Um, but it's get rid of words like should and just. Right. Like those two words, if you can get rid of them out of your vocabulary, because they're belittling, they're not empathetic, they are dismissive, um, they're <laughs> largely judgmental and minimising. Sure, yeah. It's a very basic, basic self-critique um, almost. Listen to your language and listen how 
you interact with people and if you do more talking than listening or if you give advice thinking that you're being helpful they're the sorts of things that will create disconnection they'll create um or they'll damage relationships sure yeah but yeah. those two words are powerful oh, really good points taking a, a stock take of your own approach and then being able to reflect on that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say a lot, empathy's an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not learning about necessarily other people and going, oh, my God, now I've got to learn about the experience of this and this and this. No, no, no. It's what, what are my beliefs about emotions? Yeah. And so we do a quiz in the course of false beliefs about emotions. Beautiful. Like, what do you think it is? Where does your value lie? Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, like a perfectionist, their value is in getting stuff right. So if you tell me something vulnerable, I'm going to show you how smart I am mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you an answer and I'm going to be helpful because that's who I am. You know, they weren't asking for any of that. No. And reflecting on why you hold those beliefs and where they come from, um, we don't often take time out to, to check in on... on mm -hmm these long-standing beliefs that have shaped the way we, we react and the way we act towards others. So yeah, really Absolutely. valuable. And what impact that could have on other people. Sure. Yeah. Like if I get this wrong and make someone feel dismissed, hmm. how do I feel when I feel, when I feel I've been dismissed? Do yeah. I, when you think about it at work, when someone takes you for granted or treats you like crap at work, you're going to lose motivation. You're going to take days off. You're going to leave the company. It's the same in relationships. You're going to withdraw mm. if you continually feel like you're not being heard. And you hear, I mean, you hear that rhetoric in relationships a lot. I don't want you to solve my problems. I just want you to listen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so how can we listen? How do we take that on board? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's so much... And even at the end of it, if you go, you know what, I'm actually pretty empathetic. Cool. More power to you. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Keep doing, keep doing that. If you get to the end of this course and go, you know what? I think I'm doing everything right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Help people around you. Like, listen to people around you. Get to learn. That, yeah, that's right. I think that's it, being open to learning and that you may not have everything right, but let's be open to that. Absolutely. I've got a few quick fire questions that I ask everyone. Ooh. Just to get a bit of an insight. But what's the, what's the one thing you can't leave home without? My children, they're always there. <laughs> <laughs> they're like attached to me. <laughs> no, um, oh, look, I have to say my phone. Oh, I don't like it. I think said that, but it's... It's become such a tool. It's not just a. It is anymore. It's it is. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, yeah, amazing. I say my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like What's your favorite thing to do to unwind. Favorite thing to do to unwind. Oh, jump into a novel. Yeah, cool. Just devour a novel. Yeah. Have Love. it grip me. Love. Yeah. And your favourite place to go to get inspiration? I know, I know it's on my phone, but at the moment I have to say it's TikTok. Yeah, cool. There are some inspirational people on TikTok just 
being themselves, having a crack, no makeup and going, you want to make the world a better place? Have a crack. Like, oh, I, I'm, yeah, so I'm quite um, particular about what I follow on TikTok. But there are some people who are just giving it a red hot go and just being themselves doing it. So that's Ooh. my... Oh, I like it. I'm going to have to... I'm not, not across too much of TikTok yet unless something gets sent my way. So might have to seek out I'll, cool people. I'll send you the video <laughs> version of the podcast once it's done. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the chat, Leanne. I've learned so much. And I think it's really a valuable point in time now for people to just take stock look at how we're doing things and reassess if yeah there's a few things we can work on always you know looking at whether we can be doing things better for people but your journey to being able to put an empathy program together is really special thank you for sharing it oh you're welcome it's it's never a straight line i never sort of just <laughs> no that's right <laughs> No, and I think more and more we chat to people, it's about being able to get those things that make you tick, but also um, that drive you. And it may, you may not be in the field just yet, but being oh, able absolutely. to determine and create something um, that you've got a background in and a passion around is, it's super special. So thank you. I think you. it's also keeping aware of when you have conversations, what yeah. is it that makes your eyes light up? Sure. Yeah. And when you talk to people, what makes their eyes light up? Mm. And you find that, and you guys would find this in social enterprise a lot. You talk to anybody and they go, oh, this is how I'm doing this. And this is how I'm changing the world. And you go, oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's what makes your eyes light up. And that's the bit that the more you can harness that. Mm. Um, it's yeah. definitely a super feeling when you get it too. You're like, well, I want to feel like this more. Let's follow that path. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, if you're also doing it in a way that is for the greater good, oh, win-win. Win-win-win. Yeah. <laughs>